Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fantasters, I am your host, Adam Lund, and of course, I am joined by your favorite co-hoster who just barely made it here, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How is the 4x4 handling in this rainy, wet, uh, frozen weather? Yeah, that's quite the uh, quite the weather. We're, we you know we got it on Monday and it was uh, yeah. I think we're paying for our December weather right now. Well, that's it. Uh, a lot of floody roads, and I've got no power at home right now. So it's nice to come to your humble abode and, yeah. and have lights. And uh, <laughs> very difficult to do any sort of work when there's no power. Yeah, and for those wondering, we do record on Mondays. So yes, you, when you hear this, he probably I would hope has power by then. But oh uh, well, well yeah. one might not know. I'll be uh, I'll be buying, getting some hotel rooms and billing MB power if I don't have uh, my lights on by by Wednesday or Thursday. I am here all yes, alone. Yes, my wife is in on is in not yeah. Ontario. She's in uh, she's in well the Prague Czech Republic as you hear this. So you are welcome to stay here. Perfect. Um, just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave leave. You can uh, no, nah, you can bring Avery. Leave Avery and Megan in the dark. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you can bring Avery, yeah. Megan. Find your own way home. Yeah. No, I'm scared of the dark. Just let it live like that. (laughs) You can't get unscared if you don't face your fears, right? That's true. And it's it can get very dark in there if there's no power. Like it's, uh, Uh, yeah. Living in an apartment building, you kind of eerie. Yeah, it is, and it's can't. All we have is candles. You know, we don't have a generator or anything like that. So it's you know no electricity. There's no. No Netflix. There's no TV. Mm. There's no internet. So it's tough to find something to do and. Just jack up your data on your phones for the month, and that's all. That's it. <laughs> and hope that uh, you know someone who works at Rogers that yes. can help you unjack your data billing. And that's true. Yeah, you forget like how attached to technology we are. Mm-hmm. Where if you lose power and you don't, like I have, I think two battery banks, but I couldn't tell you if both of them are full right now. So yeah. if I had no power, you know, I got nothing to do. I'm hoping my phone is charged as much as it is. But if it goes for days and days, you're, you know, you brought your laptop here. You got charger to charge that. You're charging getting, your phone. Yeah, just to, I'm just get, I'm getting the old uh, electronics charged up yeah. so I can possibly have them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the laptop I'll need for whatever tomorrow. I guess I can't do much work without it, but. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> that's it's where you unplug it. No, I had no power, boss. Yeah, I, I got, I'm I got sorry. nothing. I'm sorry, do, I could, couldn't do much. Yeah. My productivity was was yeah. low, and that's why I slept in. I, I didn't have an alarm. I had no laptop to work. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Although nowadays it's not like when we ran out of power and you didn't actually have an alarm. Yeah, your phone's like got three or four, and it doesn't generally. I don't need three alarms to get up in the morning. I hear that. Shut up, and then I'm up. Really? You oh, just yeah. pop up? Oh yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. My body's just like, mm, coffee time. <laughs> so I just get up and have my coffee, and then I chug that in 10 seconds and go to the gym. I may, uh, well, I get up to hit the alarm to go back to sleep for 10 minutes, to hit the alarm to mm-hmm. go back to sleep for 10 minutes, and um, not a morning person at all. No? 100%. Well, I, I've, I've, a come night to, out. I've come to realize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, I send you messages at seven that go unread for four hours, and yeah. you send me messages at one o'clock in the morning that go unread yeah. for four hours. So yeah, yeah. Eventually, we sometimes you're up for the odd like 
10, 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, he must just be getting up to go for water or something like that. Well, it's, I was hoping one of these nights I'd be uh, able to stay up past my bedtime to watch yeah. Jacob Pelche's NHL debut. What's but, going on uh, there? You go on a five-game road trip and call him up and don't play a minute. Well, go screw yourself, Daryl Sutter. Yeah, the other guy played, I think. Yeah, Walker Durr. Walker Durr. Scored, in his, scored his first game and his first goal, too. And, and when, he, when he got called up on Sunday, I was like... Okay, good. He's not playing tonight. Good. It's on It's on Sportsnet West, which, mm-hmm. of course, with Canadian TV, they only allow you to watch the game if you live there. Yeah. Because heaven forbid there's fans outside of the market. Um, but I'm so glad they gave us the Islanders and the Devils or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, so stupid. Anyways, so I was happy that that is because I, I hate trying to find the game on a streaming service when I, when I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then the games that they were actually on TV, I was like, come on. Yeah. Like. Play the guy, and that's it's the Daryl Sutter. He just doesn't like small players, and probably so not it's, small it's, though. That's uh, he's not small. He's, I mean, you've got Majapani. He was probably smaller than Pelche yeah. and yeah, Goudreau last year. But he had yeah. he. Well, why do you think Goudreau is gone now? Well, yeah, but he like he didn't draft Goudreau. He didn't anything like that. Yeah. He was he was. He also there didn't for draft Majapani. So, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of frustrating. It's especially to be a parent because. It's not like the pel- like you want to be there for your first kids. You want to mm-hmm. know when it's happening. There's mm-hmm. flight delays everywhere. It's yep. it's tough to get to buildings, and then you know your kids on a five game road trip, so you're you're waiting, waiting for, for that, that phone- red- yeah yeah you're waiting for that phone call, hoping and- to get a flight to yeah. Dallas or Nashville or where else were they? St. Louis, St. Louis, uh, Chicago, and yeah, it just now, I'm sure Pel- Mr. Pelche was at every venue just waiting. Well, that's it. He, uh, <laughs> but I still, mean, that's... he's waiting and waiting, and, yeah. and it's just so it's kind of frustrating that you know it's it hasn't happened yet because he's performing at that AHL level where it's yeah. time for him to get that opportunity. And uh, I mean, no offense, you can probably sit Lucic for a game and and get Pelche in the lineup. I mean, it's. If anything, you're getting more speed and more skill in your lineup, which is never yeah. a bad thing. And nope. uh, so, a little frustrating as a as a fan of of both the player and the team. And so, I just you know, I just hope it doesn't come to the to the point where he just asks for a trade because I think he's the only player from that NFL NH that NFL uh, excuse me NHL draft in the first round that hasn't played yet. Like he's he's the only player in that first round that really? hasn't played. I think I'm pretty sure. When was um, he drafted? 2019? 2018, 2019, one of the two. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the only first-round pick to have not played in the NHL yet. Like, uh, I, I might. I mean, I know you're looking it up right now, so I mean, you can, you can correct me if I'm, if Jack I'm wrong. Hughes has. Is this his draft year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hughes has. Capo Caco has. Doc Bowl. Turcott, I think yeah, so. He's got him. He's got in a game. Mort Broberg's Sider, played for the Oilers. Cousins, Broberg, Zegris, Pot Colson. Matt Boldy just signed a Matt, seven-year, forty-nine seven, million Spencer dollar Knight, deal. Cam York, like these guys are all Caulfield. in the NHL right now. Yeah, like Newhook's already got a Stanley Cup. Poulas, Poulas had a cup of coffee. Yeah, Bjorn um, Foot and Holmstrom. I'm not sure, but yeah, like these these are all guys. I'm pretty sure, like he's if there's if it's not just oh, him, yeah. they have played. Yeah, Poulas played one. He's the only guy. Oh, Ryan Suzuki and Beecher and Johansson haven't played with him. That's Jeez. it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, Even guys in behind him have played. Yeah, that's what's frustrating right, about, about him, right? Like, he's he's good enough. Mm-hmm. He's good enough to play in the NHL right now, but it's the team that he's, he's for some 
particular reason, Daryl Sutter won't get him <laughs> into the lineup, which is, I mean, like I said. Yep. I, uh, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for it because I'm like, look, I've always told myself, first NHL game, I'm buying his jersey, and I'm still waiting for that day that I have to buy his jersey. Now, maybe Daryl knows you spent a lot at Christmas, so yeah. he's waiting. <laughs> I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it too. It'll be the only Flames jersey I'll have ever owned. Um, it'll have his number. It'll be flipped around. It'll be signed, and it'll be in the studio. That's it. Mm-hmm. it. It won't be worn. But see, this is why I said the Oilers should have traded up to 25 to get him because he'd be playing with the Oilers right now because at that time they needed all the help they can get. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it sucks for the player to, you know, go on a road trip for five games and just get to practice and – eat really expensive popcorn and fly in style, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. sucks for him. Hopefully it happens sooner uh, rather than than later for, for Pelts because he deserves it. He, like, I don't know what he can't not bring to the lineup for a team that's, I believe, struggling a little bit. Maybe. Well, struggling. I mean, still ahead of the Oilers. <laughs> but they're not where they ex- no, expectations they they be, be, right? I mean. Both the Oilers and the Flames are in wild card spots right yeah. now. And Seattle's taking a jump. That's, Good Lord. Uh, I don't think many people saw coming. Mm-mm. And, yeah, so oof, I'm just waiting for it. Yep. I'm waiting to get that screenshot of Mario Pelche saying he's gotten on a plane and he's heading here. And I'm just, okay, well, if I can get that screenshot before the Flames announce it, well, you know who's going to be breaking that news. You and me. Yeah. So um, we're it's just a matter of time. Yeah, they'll wait. They'll play him at home, which <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Maybe you haven't. I was like, I was like, where are the Wranglers dressing in the in the arena? They actually dress in the Flames locker room. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I know you've got a lot of teams with the Hitmen and the Flames and the uh, Roughnecks and all that, but I'm like, and the visiting locker room. And I'm like, I've, I was always wondering. I was like, where are they? Where's the Where's the Wranglers dressing room going to go? Because there can't be that many dressing rooms in the building. Nope, they uh, they dress in the Flames locker room, and that's weird. I thought that was a a little bit weird. So um, yeah, don't forget as always, you can follow us on social media for that Pelche debut uh, on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast, TikTok Wildcast Podcast, and on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Quick question: um, You know the commiss search is commencing now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few names out there. Maybe we're one of them. We're not sure. But uh, if we were to be one, what is one change to the QMJHL on or off the ice that you would want to make? Because uh, I know mine. Instead of five-minute three-on-three overtime, extend it to ten before you go to a shootout. Okay. Because it's it's it, you're starting to see these. I don't know. A lot of people are going to agree with me. And even McJesus agrees <laughs> with it. And when McJesus starts talking, people listen. It's, like, much, it's yeah. like us, right? It's Yeah. Yeah. Um, the team, the, the, when you do that zone entry and then you skate and immediately you skate back out, I mean, that's taking time off the clock. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, it's getting to the point where you're seeing like two or three shots, two or three shots in an overtime. And, and the whole concept was th- of three on three was to end games, Yeah, was to award a winner without having to go to a shootout or four on four was boring. Mm-hmm. There was just too much passing. There wasn't enough ice, and three on three is supposed to open up ice. But people have they're starting to defend the three on three a little better. Um, I just think you know it's time to maybe go from five minutes to ten minutes before you go to a shootout. 
And, uh, you know, if it means fans getting to watch five minutes more hockey, who cares? Yep. You know, it it's, uh, doesn't matter where you go, the market you're visiting, you're paying a pretty penny. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just, overtime is just getting too boring right now. Yeah. Uh, I think if you have a, more of an opportunity to to give a team a, a chance to win to, before having to go to a, a skills competition, just do it. Yeah, because I think when it first came into the league, Q and NHL, you saw the two-on-ones and back and forth and opportunities and this and that, and then teams got better at defending it. Mm-hmm. And then you now you've got the go in, check for it, see if you get a mismatch, come back out. Um, so if you go 10 on 10, you might have a little bit more action because there's more time on the clock. I think also with that, I would add on to that. You can't go over the red line more than twice. Mm-hmm. So when you come back in, you, if, if you decide to go in the blue line and come back out and reset, you cannot go over the red line more than twice yep. or it's penalty. Yep. Right. I like like that. some two or three times in a game, something like that. So you don't have that over and back. And I think, I think. Dave McKnight was had that rule like can't do it at all. I think you can do it a couple times, and obviously changes don't matter. But you can't physically bring the puck back over the uh, over the red line. Mine is I would, and I know it's going to be really tough with cost in that, but just I would reduce the schedule um, to sixty games to lessen the division matchups in the second half of the year. I mean, I think we play our division like 28 times or something like that. We got one in Ramuski, one Quebec, Shakutami, Gatineau. What do we got? One, two, three, seven. We have seven games, eight games against Quebec teams remaining. Hmm. So I think I would definitely shrink the schedule to six so you're not playing your division. Or if you want to stay with 68, shrink the division games and try and have a, a – a place where, you know, you you see a team twice at home, and then the next year you go there twice, like um, Victoriaville. Mm-hmm. If 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 uh, oh now I'm blanking on his name, Dag didn't play here this year. There's a possibility we never see Dag play in Moncton because they come once a year, and it could be the second of a back to back where the other guy plays, and he's probably right. going to be the starter, so he's going to play most of the nights. But you know you get into a situation where you're trying to sell fans on the league and trying to sell tickets, but a guy like Dag, who's one of the top prospects, they're only going to see once. Mm-hmm. Teams in Quebec are only going to see Etienne Moran once. Yeah. Right? Like, at least that way, and I know it's really difficult with scheduling and, and the long bus trips for Renderand and Valdor and stuff like that, but, um, you know, instead of, like, so Victoriaville would be coming here again one more time. I, I just think for... Ticket sales and stuff like that, you can actually sell a little bit more. Like your your bottom line for these Charlottetown's Cape Bretons, if they get the the Patrick Waugh experience or the Quebec teams twice, you know the Sherbrooke's twice, um, that's going to draw a little bit more. And even here in Moncton, then seeing Bathurst, seeing the the Eagles again at, at the end of the at the end of the year, right? Like it's just I wanted Quebec to play on Friday and Bathurst to play on Wednesday because I was like, oh, it's just Bathurst, and Bathurst gets canceled. And I'm like. Good. I mean, I was going to go to the game. <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, obviously, it's good for their safety, but I'm glad they didn't switch it because the weather on Friday, that ge- Quebec game would have gone through, and I didn't really want to go out in that weather. I haven't mm-hmm. left my house since Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
because of weather and because it was Bathurst, had it gone on, I don't even know if I would have gone. Right. Right. Like it's just, you get tired of seeing the same teams and you get that fan fatigue and especially for season ticket holders. Um, I, I try to do something with the scheduling and I don't know how you would, uh, change it with the travel restriction or travel wise and cost wise. Obviously that's a big thing, but you know, maybe if you see teams more tickets are better. Bottom line goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you change the playoff format? Well, um, as to the one to the eight or would you stay or the one sixteen, or stay the one eight? I, 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 I like the conference. Um, I do until the third round too. Well, the thing with that is when you do the one to 16, you're, it, it your situations were going to run into two three two yeah and I don't like two three two no I never liked two three no. two um because really two three two if one of the road teams wins one of those first two games they're getting three at home yeah and a chance to close it out and a chance to close it out like that's uh, I don't like two three two and I think the conference um you know the one eight matchups a it saves travel. Um, these 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 players have been on the road since August. If do whatever you can to limit the the traveling in the yeah. first round at least. Yeah. Um. If after you know, second round, sure, let's reseed them. Um. But I think the at least the first round should be should be conference. Um. Hell, maybe go to the second round as well for all we know, and then reseed going into the third. Uh. But. I just the traveling aspect for you know the one sixteen and two fifteen. Mm-hmm. I, I like know. the I like the one eight. Like I like the conference stuff. Yeah, but I really wish it would stay conference like until the end. So you have a Western Conference final, mm-hmm. you have an Eastern Conference final, like, and then you've got the two. And it, it's tough because sometimes like a couple of years ago the Eastern Conference was just so much better than the Western Conference. So you. Your, your Western Conference representative is going to be a little weak. Mm-hmm. This year, I mean, Victoriaville, Gatineau, Sherbrooke, uh, all at 58. Quebec and Halifax is at 61. So your chances are you're going to get, I mean, if you kept it where it was Eastern Conference all the way, Quebec and Halifax would be your third-round matchup mm-hmm. if they were to get all the way with no surprises, right? So then your your matchup might be all right. But, yeah, I I don't mind the 1-8, but I just wish it was 1-8 all the way to the, to the end. Do you know Quebec is supposed to face Cape Breton right now. <laughs> Holy shoot! In a one, uh, in a one eight, so that might be, be a something. two three. That would be something. That would be a two three. Wouldn't that it? would definitely be a two three because I think the it's like five hundred five hours. Isn't is it? it? I think it's seven hundred kilometers. Yeah, I think that's the cutoff. So if it's more than seven hundred kilometers, it's a two three two. Yeah. So you got Quebec, Cape Breton, Halifax, Bathurst, Rabouski, Bay Como, and Moncton Shakutami. Jeez. And then Shakutami and Shakutami is doing pretty well lately. They made some pretty good pickups. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's... And then Victoriaville, Blainville, Gatineau, Valdor, Sherbrooke, Drummondville, Renderanda, Shawinigan. Hmm. I think it's one, two, three, four out of that Western Conference. Well, that's uh, going to be tough. It's yeah. going to be it's gonna be a fun playoff. And, uh, you know, so there, it's probably, there's probably going to be an upset along the way. Somewhere, yep. yep. All right, it won't be... It. I can almost guarantee it won't be Quebec and Cape Breton. <laughs> <laughs> never say never, but... I can almost uh, almost guarantee it. All right, let's get into the uh, news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, uh, so only one postponed game this past week. It was the Wildcats and the Titan, as I said, uh, on Friday. Obviously, they will have a makeup date. 
I know that on our graphic I said canceled. Just didn't find a postponed one. I wasn't on, thinking Adam. like it's not going to be canceled. It's, They're going to play. It. But let's be honest. Weather cancellations right now are wonderful mm-hmm. as compared to the cancellations we've had for the past two, two and a half years, right? Like, yeah. I'll take a weather cancellation any day of the week, um, especially home games that I don't have to leave my house in crappy weather. Um, after an excellent trade deadline uh, for the Olympics, for the Olympics, they now lose Anton Vero for about four to six weeks, which Yikes. they're rolling right now. Good thing they went and got Kidney, who's kind of lights out and... Um, Cam McDonald, and, you know, they're playing really well right now. Um, they're 8-1-1, eight, one, and one, so a, a bit of a shock. But, hey, he'll be rested come playoff time because, oh, he might not even get to the playoff season's about two and a half months left. So four to six weeks, he might just be at the end. I was thinking four to six months, but four to six weeks, he's, he's looking for mid-February. That's so fine. we will he's not back. have to face him. I mean, they got – a really good team other than him, but hey, we don't have to face him when we play Gatineau. Still in tough there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to that in a couple weeks. That is a that is a very tough uh tough road trip. The QMJHL team of the week. Now I gotta get back to it because I just left it. Unless I'm on this one. Nope, that one. Uh the QMJHL team of the week. Eagles legend, Josh Lawrence. Oh, yes. uh, three yeah. games, three goals, five assists. Riley Kidney, the aforementioned Riley Kidney for Gatineau, three games, one goal, nine assists. Alexi Jean-Jean, three games, five goals, three assists. Frederick Brunet, this is like almost the, the trading, the all-trade team here. It's the Packer shit team of yeah, the week. Yeah, it's just except about for, the Packer. Except pa- your uh, Dylan Gill <laughs> and Mathis Rousseau. Yeah. Um, Frederick Brunet from Victoriaville, two games, one goal, six assists. Dylan Gill, uh, three games, zero goals, six assists. And Matthias Rousseau, 2-0 and and a 9-6-3 save percentage with a 1.44 goals against average. T.S. Rousseau ends up being your player of the week and absolutely earned. I mean, we came on here and we thought maybe they should upgrade their goaltending. He faced a very good Quebec team, a very good Sherbrooke team, and went 2-0 and against them. And and Halifax looked pretty good against those those two teams. So um, well-earned. Uh, I know maybe not just us, but I think a few people were kind of questioning the move if they should add a goaltender but um early on the return of not trading him um seems to be seems to be working out for for the mooseheads by the looks of it yeah i mean uh they the fact that they were able to go in quote unquote beat quebec even though it wasn't a i think it was that game was a shootout yeah um so we'll say quote unquote beat them <laughs> um and then sherbrooke and then moncton i mean those are statement games yeah. By the Mooseheads, and I'll be honest, I, I said I've said that I don't, I still don't like their chances in the playoffs. Once they get to you know the second round, maybe into the third, because mm-hmm. I don't think they did enough. Um, and I think you know your regular season's one game, but in the playoffs, you've you've got to go a you know a win four out of seven, and yeah. um, for them to play four games like that against Quebec or four games like that against Sherbrooke or uh, we'll get into a little bit I, four I don't, games like I, that against us like. I, I don't think they can do it yeah. right I think it's um, uh, of course they were th- they were without LaRue and um, to be, to still be able to win those games without LaRue is, is a pretty good accomplishment but at the same time I still I'm hesitant to want to pump their tires once yeah, the yeah, playoffs yeah. roll around not because they're rivals of ours but 
as an unbiased look at them. I honestly don't think they did enough. I think they addressed their offense more than they had to mm-hmm. and didn't address their defense and their goaltending because uh, we saw ourselves on Sunday. You know, Brady James is you know, yeah, for so not, uh, not yeah. the most reliable. And, I mean, probably a couple of those goals that he let in against Moncton, he should have had. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so uh, if anything happens to Rousseau, I, I don't think James is is capable of, of taking them far. So that's – I'll keep repeating that until until the playoffs. And if I'm wrong, well, I've been wrong before. And What? Um, not often. No. But uh, – Way less than we'll, me. We'll see. <laughs> I, I just – like I said, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they did enough. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I concur. And, you know, game, one game – Against the team as you get into the regular season is one thing. Playing a full series, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a different thing. Uh, your Wildcats podcast, uh, Jeremy Boucher team oh, oh, yes. of the week. Um, so this is um, again because I with, was without electricity. You had a week to I, do this. I used, I'm just well, kidding. Not necessarily. No, yeah, come on, come on. The no. games are on Sunday. I know. That's... I've, uh, I've got to go on. Um, before I get into that, yes. Um, I started looking at some places to stay in Sherbrooke. Yeah. Um. So let's, for example, let's we make this an Adam and Jeremy trip, and you know our our ladies stay home. Well, we can stay at the Hotel Mark Motel La Marquise. Yeah, maybe we can stay ourselves in the honeymoon suite and get a heart heart shaped jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dumb and dumber right there. That's your. Where is it? I'm trying to find a better picture of it, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. That's... Can't you just picture us just laying there? Dude, that's full-on Dumb and Dumber. Well, it is. Yeah, that's perfect. We can do our our Maritimes Division <laughs> round, uh, table, from round table from the heart-shaped <laughs> jacuzzi. <laughs> We're in the jacuzzi with the microphones coming down, and then off the board is like three other microphones, and the other media guys are like, no, I'm out. There's or we walk- could do it on the uh, out at the outdoor pool. Yeah. That would be something. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can definitely do it. That is... For those who don't remember, the queue is uh, live in-person draft yeah. uh, in Sherbrooke. So mm. we will be there as well. We will uh, have our Maritime Roundtable back live again yes. uh, the night before the draft. So anyways, your team of the week. Yeah, the team of the week. Um, so I've got three forwards written down. Um, so playing a little shorthanded here. <laughs> uh, but I think I can probably add on to to that as, as we go. So um, at the forward position, I have Alex Drover who was back in the queue, back in St. John for his second tour of duty with the Sea Dogs. Uh, four games, six points. So he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's getting to where he should be yep. after his experience with the Medicine Hat Tigers because it so happens all the time that Q players go to the uh, WHL, right? Yeah. Uh, second was Maxime Massé of Shikudemi, um, the first rookie to hit 40 points this season. Oh, wow. 16 years old. Point-per-game player. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, third forward is Justin Gendron, the former Moncton Flyers. Has already tripled his points from his rookie season. Nine points as a 16-year-old. Now he's up to 27 and counting as a 17-year-old. Nice, nice. Uh, so, yeah, if my defense, uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. So, um, I'll go with Cameron Wynott of uh, Halifax because why not? Yeah. Um, only because of his move that he made in the shootout to win that game against Quebec was uh, quite uh, quite nice beautiful goal for uh for a defenseman and speaking of beautiful goals by defenseman in a shootout I'm also going to go 
with Baycomo's Nick Svenenko, who won it in a shootout against, I believe, Bruno Aranda the other night. I, I think yes, it's... Three yes, 3-2. Yes, 3-2, yeah. Um, another beautiful move by defensemen in a shootout. You love to see you know, them be able to transfer their defensive game to the skills competition. <laughs> and uh, obviously, I, I got to go with Mathis Rousseau as the goalie of the week. Uh, I mean, it's for him to go in and win a game against Quebec and win a game against Sherbrooke just based off, you know, what I've said about Halifax recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll uh, I'll eat crow this week and, and give it to him. Yeah, no, hey, it, it happens every now and again. Yeah. And I've still got my eye on that heart shape Tuesday, though. Man. <laughs> I gotta go back to Sherbrooke though. Yeah. Because we, we can't go a, a, a week without talking about the draft. Yeah. So <clears throat> I decided to post on the board about the Valdor watch. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. So I posted about maybe, well, we've got three first round picks. Mm-hmm. Let's do something with them. Yep. Well, why not go and trade for Ethan Gauthier from Sherbrooke? Because right now. You're hosting the draft. You don't pick until the sixth round. Yeah, that's a that's a shakeup for Sherbrooke. You, you're not going to get fans in the building if you're not picking until two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So what better way to get people in the building first? Because this will have to be a draft, that, an announcement that's made before the draft to get people in the building. The but, old Wednesday night trade. Well, the Cause old because it, it opens up a, a day before or something yeah. like that. So. Let's say, for example, Valdor gets into the lottery. But it's like the fourth or fifth pick. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think you're going to make the trade if you have first, second, or third. Because in my opinion, there's, I mean, there's three players that are kind of... Right there. Like there's a forward, there's a defenseman, and there's another forward. So two forwards and yeah, a D yeah. that I would, I would consider... Your top three, okay. and then there's kind of not a significant drop, but there's a diff, a little bit of a drop. And we will get into draft stuff yeah. usually in late February, March. So let's say this Valdor pick is fourth or fifth overall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sherbrooke wants to make a splash in front of their fans. Okay, yes, it's sad to dra- to trade away Ethan Goche, but you give up that lottery pick. You also give Sherbrooke back their first. And you're probably going to have to give another second. And, and a roster player? I would say a prospect, maybe a Sidney Delorier. Mm-hmm. And probably another pick. But then Moncton still has their own pick. So you're still picking in the first round. Yep. You're getting a dynamite score. Dynamite score. For two years. For two years. A two-year player. And so you'd have him, who'd be probably one of the a dynamite scorer. You'd have Moran, who would be, you know, probably going to be one of the best defensemen in the league next year, year or mm-hmm. for sure the year after that. So I'm just kind of starting to throw ideas out there. Mm-hmm. And it might sound stupid. No. Why, why would you mortgage a future? Well, you're not really mortgaging your future because A, is your Valdor, whoever you pick with the Valdor lottery pick, going to be an impact player when you go all in in two years? When the Q hosts the Memorial Cup, and mm-hmm. if I'm a betting man, I bet the Wildcats bid on the hosting rights. Yep. You said that a while ago, though. Yeah. If is that player going to be an impact player on your team during that season? It depends who it is, mm-hmm. but if it's not one, two, or three, like I said, there's a bit of a drop. 
So I'm open to trading that because A, like a fourth or fifth pick would have, it's going to have significant value. You don't have to go and trade all three first round picks because you're going to have a top five. Yeah. You give them the top five, you're giving them back so you're one not, of theirs. You're not doing it if it's one, two, or three? No. 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 Maybe. <clears throat> no. No. Because I know Sherbrooke, I mean, there's your splash, but on they're looking the same way. Like, there's yeah. one, two, and three. Are they not doing it because it's a fourth, right? So there's only one other way that this this trade could work. Because Gauthier would be a 20 in 2025. And he's not. He's going to be yeah. pro by then. Yeah. So the only way that trade is going to work without trading that Valdor pick is this. 2026 is going to be an awful year in Moncton. Yeah. That pick's going to be probably a lottery pick. So, and at the draft, that's when you'll be officially allowed to trade 2026 picks. Yeah. So, instead of trading away that Valdor pick, just offer our 2026 lottery pick. And teams do like to go get... Right, because that at that point... for lottery picks. At that point, Sherbrooke's going to be going through a full rebuild, and that's probably going to be a contending year for them. Yeah. Right? So, there's different ways of looking at it. You can include it, or you can take a pick and sweeten the pot maybe with your own lottery pick down the road. So I'm starting to put together a little bit of math here to see how it would work out because it's going to be a it's going to be a big trade. It's going to involve a big amount of assets. Yeah. So two firsts and a third, or I guess 2024 20, second. It's going to cost a lot. Yeah. But and, it would be a it's, significant it's 100% acquisition. 100% would be worth it, especially if you're – bidding for the Memorial Cup yeah. because you'd still have your 24 first. You'd mm -hmm. still have your 25 first. Mm -hmm. Potentially your 26 first would go to Sherbrooke, but if yeah. you're able to get it without that, then you've got that to build yeah. for a team when you're going to be a lottery so team. So if you're not, if you, if you, I think, I'm not sure if they'd be able to hang on to that 2024 or that 2025 first. Mm -hmm. but no, I'm saying that wouldn't be added in this deal, right? <laughs> I don't see a, I don't see where it would have to be. Right. Um, if you get two firsts because the, and twenty twenty four second. In both years it's gonna be those are gonna be late picks. Yeah. Right? And those I mean, once you get into later rounds, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be as, as valuable. Yeah. Right. So I think if you give Sherbrooke their first, uh, which will probably because of Shakutami's two compensation picks, you're probably looking it's either gonna be seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. And you're willing to give up our lot, our possible lottery pick in 2026. I know that's looking ahead here. We're mm -hmm. talking about a player who's <laughs> 11 years old right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's crazy. <laughs> and um, you, you probably throw in, I don't know, if it, if it's done that way, you probably have to include um, one of our 2024 or 2025 firsts, mm -hmm. I think. Um and probably a second. But your top line with Loshing and Goche. Gloating, Loshing, oh. Goche, and probably either you could probably put Lounsbury right there because Lounsbury's showing to be extremely yep. reliable. Especially, yeah. like, And then he, he's not even playing center. Yeah. So he could be your, your number one center. And Goche's a natural. Um, is he right? He's a right winger. Yep. So you have Loshing on your you left side. You even have Trenholm next year. 
with Loshing and yeah, yeah. So it's look, I'm starting to. It may sound silly, um, but if people actually sit down and think about it and look at the benefits, because there's one reason why Moncton didn't win the rights to host a Memorial Cup in 2019 when Halifax did. Do you know why that is, Brent, uh, Adam? Uh, because Halifax is better at everything. Not necessarily. In their terms. So but actually, like, I, I, I honestly have no idea other than the fact that my guess is the hotels weren't ready downtown right around the arena. That's kind of the only thing I took away was our hotels was not ready. Halifax, everything was ready to go downtown for the event. So it's it has to do with that, but it's more on ice. So when the Memorial Cup Selection Committee is, is choosing a host... The teams who submit a bid to host have yep. to send them what their rosters would look like during the Memorial Cup. Yeah. Well, Moncton's bid basically had players who they'd have to trade for. Like, they had Noah Dobson's name on that sheet. Yeah. yeah. I saw the sheet. Oh, okay. Moncton was going to acquire Noah Dobson if they won the rights to the Memorial Cup. We'd still be paying for that. We'd still probably. (laughs) So, Halifax... Kind of had a team. Kind of had a team. Yeah. Like, Moncton had had five players they were going to trade for if they won the rights, and Halifax only traded for two, I think. And so, Halifax roster, when they submitted it to the, the host, the selection committee, their roster looked more penciled in... Yeah. ...than Moncton's projected roster... Yeah, because you can have trades on a projected piece of paper, but if you yeah. can't, you can put this. Them. You can write this guy's name, but that's like throwing darts at a dartboard. Yeah, you hope the other team gives right? it up. And if you have Ethan Goche's name already on your roster, that looks promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the end goal. You want to be able to host the Memorial Cup. If you have Moran's name on there, you have Goche's name on there, you Lushing. have OJ's name Lushing. on there, you have all these guys' names on your roster already. Mm-hmm. Forte Jandron. Gabe Gren- Smith, Preston Grenier. Lounsbury, yeah. Grenier. You're bringing all these guys back. Well, right now, adding Goche, that looks better than what Ramuski has. Yep. And that's what's going to give Moncton a leg up because probably around this time next year, you're probably going to know mm-hmm. who's hosting Memorial Cup in 2025. Yeah, I think it's right after. Because we already know who's hosting it next year. Who is it? No, they're still they're still oh, bidding okay. On. My bad. Yeah, they're still bidding. We know the four teams bidding on right, it. Right. Okay. So but yeah. Either way. So by next time, this time next year, we'll know if we're bidding on it or not. Exactly. And I think by I think at the Memorial Cup they tell the next yeah Memorial Cup. So roughly, you need so. to you need to have something concrete written on paper as to what your roster is going to look like. Goche counts as an import it's from Phoenix. Oh say. yeah, that's right. Never yeah. mind. Just yeah. kidding. He's <laughs> <It's> American. <laughs> uh, but that's what I mean. Like you yeah, have yeah. To, you have to have something. That looks good on paper, so that so that the selection can, committee is like, okay, yeah, we feel comfortable giving this team the Memorial Cup, and that's why Moncton didn't win because they have to go and trade for this guy. They had to go and trade for this guy. They had to go and trade for this guy. Mm-hmm. Halifax had this roster already on already ready. Yeah, yeah. they had Bogru already. They had Jared McIsaac already, right? They had yeah. all these guys already on the roster. Lavois, Lavois, right? Yeah, they were built already. It wasn't something that was just. Oh well, uh, yeah, we got some work to do. Yeah, here's hoping. That doesn't now, sound great. We would have got the work done, but and and I don't, you know, there'll be a lot of people that probably will be a little annoyed. 
I would guess because that's what they are if we give up two firsts for each in, Ethan Goldjay. Because I remember looking through that and someone's like, for a one year player, yeah, well, two those, years. That's for the anyways. that's the but, ding, the dingbots who think they know it all. But if if we're giving up two firsts, Richie still has a first. And even if we're giving, if you give up two a firsts, few early round picks, he's proven to get players late in the draft, mm-hmm. and I think that's huge for a fan base when you're giving up players and you're overpaying according to fans or not overpaying, and you look at your draft and you're like, huh? Like you look at the 2019 draft. Mm-hmm. Other than Larue, there's nobody left in Moncton. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Larue's in Halifax. That's and we had to give that up for for the run, but that whole 2019 draft from Quebec is not in Moncton at all. So. What has he done since then? Well, he's got Mueller who's playing. He's got Daniel who's playing. He's got Barbashev. Well, Barbashev was a um, – trying to think of other ones. He's got Lounsbury as late-round picks. Like, he's finding guys early, and he's finding guys late. So you don't have to give up assets when you're building for said Memorial Cup because mm-hmm. you've got OJ on the team. You've got Lounsbury on the mm-hmm. team. You've got, you know, Mueller on the team mm-hmm. potentially. Like You know what I mean? Like – so you don't have to give extra assets to build your bottom six when you can draft your bottom six at the back end of a draft. So I have mm-hmm. I have zero problem. We've talked about this giving up two first. I I hoped it was maybe our first in Sherbrooke's that gets it done, which maybe you then have to add the twenty twenty six lottery one. I'm it's a little bit awful. more comfortable with that, and we have the fourth yeah. overall pick, who's a little bit more of an impact. I'm better with that than giving the fourth. But either way, you're getting a very good player. For guys that might make an impact, but won't make an impact when you need them to in a Memorial Cup mm-hmm. year. And there's the also there's this fact we're going way off track here because we are. It's, it's uh, we're fired up. It's it's what happens with in person drafts. Another thing is when Moncton hosted the Memorial Cup in 2006, we got two players who to report that probably would have never shown up. Or worn a Wildcats jersey if the Memorial Cup wasn't hosted by the Wildcats. And that's Adam Pino and Keith Yandel. Now, Adam Pino was picked by Moncton. Oh, man. It was a couple of years before the Memorial Cup. And he never showed up. But they kept him on the protected list. Mm-hmm. And he came here for the 05 06 season lit it up his shot was so fast one time it shook the net like it shook the post that's how that's how hard of a shot he took will we see second something? round oh first round fourth overall yeah in so we took him fourth overall 2002 in 2002 he never showed up until we hosted the memorial cup and then he was a point of game player yeah 59 points in 55 games well why can't we do that with cole eisenman Use your opportunity oh. here yeah, to yeah, yeah. play for a national championship. Yeah. You're guaranteed a spot. You know, <laughs> you keep them on your protected list. You're getting one of the top players in the world. Then all of a sudden you've got Loshing, Eisman, Goche, oh. OJ, probably an import, uh, a European impact player. There's your top five right there. And that's, that's bonafide skill, speed, you name it. That's going to be a team that scores goals. So, I think that's a that's a case where you have to keep Eisman on your protected, protected list. Yeah, yeah. And it's even another case here. So he's not going to be eligible to get drafted until 2024. Okay? He's probably going to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. The NHL team says, we want you to play more. We want you to develop more. 
go play in Moncton, right? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And and, you, and you've, you've got your minute loggers. Like, you need at least three minute log defensemen when you're going for Moro Cup, whether mm-hmm. you're going for it or hosting, and they've got that with Moran, Grenier, Forte, Drondra. So you've yep. already got them on the roster as your three. You're just adding it's just bottom six it's just pieces. Impact. You just need yeah. pieces. And hope maybe by then the CHL says, okay, we won't count 20-year-old goalies towards the 20-year-olds. So then you can keep a Steinman or you, both. Well, I'm not going to keep Steinman no, no, and Philion, right? Yeah. You can keep one or the other. You can keep one or the other. And then you get your you've got Loshing and Oje as your as your two 20-year-old forwards. Then you can go get a 20-year-old defenseman. Then you also have a 20-year-old goalie. Yeah. Like it's for me is if there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of dominoes that need to fall here. And the um, first one is the draft. The first one's a draft. I think it's the acquisition of Goche. Um, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here. Richie's maybe listening to the show and just laughing his face off right now because he's like, Jeremy, you were a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> um, but um, I just, if he, Richie wants to message me and say, give me a trade proposal, I will give him a trade proposal. I might, yep. It might look stupid yep. or it might look genius. But and there's no real overpay when you're trying to trade for a first overall pick. That's it. Like that's you're, the thing. You're, like, you're, you're, you want to make your team better. Yeah. But and I think we're in a position where we can do that just because of the assets we have, and because of drafting properly. Look at Quebec, and you talked about mm-hmm. this the draft. Quebec didn't have a lot of prospects, a lot of good drafting, mm-hmm. and because of the draft situation we've had, we can pay these overpay that some yeah. people will think for the first overall pick of former draft right right and that's and, and that's still it. have a first round pick yeah. and i think it, it goes back to covid stupid covid yeah where we acquired Rodrigue, we acquired mcisaac we acquired bogru and we acquired fortier we had the first four picks yeah in our lineup yeah from their draft yeah, yeah. and well I think if we do redo this draft, Moran's probably the second overall pick. Yeah. So you're off to a good start. If you yeah. could go, Che, you've got Moran. I don't. I can't remember who the third and fourth was, but I can tell you right now. You know, it, it's. Was it, that 2021? I think so. Collard, maybe. Uh, Tyler Petal well, and Vincent Collard. That's not going to happen. And Luke Coughlin. You're not going to get Collard. You're not going to get Petal, and I don't you're think I want Petal because Petal's been. Yeah, to me a disappointment. Collard has been okay in Baycomo. You could potentially Coughlin. get McKinnon, Catafor from Halifax. Yeah, uh, well, but that would Dylan McKinnon would be your. If you go and get McKinnon and Catafor, that's basically you saying, "Here's your McIsaac and Gru trade again." I'm saying one of those at the deadline when you know you have the Memorial Cup. Yeah. you go get one of those. If right? there's any player on that list I want is Joran Turingi. Turingi, yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it's Turingi, yeah. But, that's just another offensive-minded defenseman. And if there's anything I like, it's offensive offensive defenseman. But like, look, we're we're going way off topic here, and we're we're dreaming, I think. And but you're right; it starts at the draft, and I think Sherbrooke will want to do something to get their fans engaged. Yep. And that's not going to that? happen if they don't have a, if they don't pick until the sixth round. Yep. They're going to do something. Go chase their best asset. I think their concern is they want him drafted into the NHL as a Sherbrooke Phoenix. Yeah. And that won't happen if he gets traded at the Q draft. So how do you make it work? 
Do you, put you the wait deal in until place? the preseason trade? You the, put, pre, the preseason you, trade period? You put the deal in place. Moncton drafts two players, three players in the first round that are off your board or off a lot of boards that people are like, why would they make that deal? Why would they go that? And then the NHL draft happens, and then the preseason, Ichan Goche comes for player X, player Y, this and that. That's not making a splash for your organization for sure, Brooke, but coming into the preseason, maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe that is is that. But yeah, you'd have if it happens, you'd have Ethan Goche one, and then I mean, you just look at that draft: Grenier, nineteenth overall; Moran, twenty-first overall; Mercer, twenty-third overall. So that's what you're building mm-hmm. for a Memorial Cup run, and hopefully, you get one or two other players on that on that list. That's well done, sir. That went from team of the week to. Potential team trip. of the yeah. 2024-2025 season. I mean, you're still – I mean, Barbershev's not going to be back um, next season. Yeah. So this gives you an opportunity to take an import that's born in that 05 year to build around with the Moraz and the Greniers and the Lounsburys and whoever else is 05s. I can't remember. Yeah. And so you have this player for two years. And – the next year, when the following year, the following summer, well, Ty Bell's not going to be back, mm. right? So you have another opportunity to, and then you're going out and... And maybe this is where they find the defenseman Axel Anderson that you don't have to acquire, you can just import draft. That's right. You go and find somebody that you get a connection with yep. that says, okay, maybe the NHL team is like, you're not playing enough overseas, you yep. need more minutes. Here's an opportunity for you. On a national stage. On a national stage, playing 68 games a year. Yep. You know, hopefully winning more than five playoff games to win a <laughs> Memorial Cup, you know. Yeah, just get to the second round at least. And, <laughs> you know, it's there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of dominoes that need to fall. Yeah. Um, the first one is this in... is step one. Yep. And if step one falls, I'm telling you, man, our roster looks better than Ramouski's. And yep. our roster looks... You know, Shakutubi is going to look good that year, but I think Shakutubi is more the following year because they had, you know, they got four, three or four first-round picks last year and two of them didn't show up. I think one's maybe leaning, the other one's not. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think of another – I can't think of another team that, that other than Moncton and Ramuski that have the arena and will have the team to – to Host or you know, put the ring You in can that. look at Cape Breton, but – you know, Cape Breton will be good that year, but how can you turn down an 8,000-seat arena, you know, that just yeah. hosted a World Juniors. World Juniors with 76% ticket sales and yeah, yeah. Um, fans who bared the cold every night, every night to watch the games on the big screen and, you know, a couple thousand people came out to watch a band on, on New Year's Eve. Well, imagine what that's going to do to the city you know, yeah, the yeah. first, the first uh, in June, yeah. right? When the, the weather's nicer. Um, That's what you built this whole arena for was to, to eventually to have, host. To have these events. Yeah, to, and a lot of people are thinking like, oh, you, we'll get the juniors back. No, that's, this pl- that's a feather in the cap for yeah. the Memorial Cup. You've got this plaza outside that's, you can have events down there every night. And I'm pretty sure the city wouldn't mind blocking Main Street. No. You know, not during the week, but, you know, on the weekends, that yeah. first weekend and the finals weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's. The finals Wednesday. Ugh, well, I hope they fix that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it, it's I don't want to say we're carving copy in Halifax, but look, they have hosted major events. They host the Memorial Cup. Everything is downtown. Mm-hmm. 
Moncton just had a dress rehearsal on how to host a major event. And they and did pretty damn good. They did pretty darn good. Yeah. So I think there's that really helps. Yep. And the fact that, you know, we've got a an arena, we've got the hotels, we've got the outdoor venue. I mean, we've got everything we need. And we just put a roster together. Yeah. You know, well, it, I didn't. It, Jeremy did. It, yeah. I, I will sit down some night and I will put together our 2024 roster that I think will win the Memorial Cup. And I'll share it with you guys one night, and and I'll I'll tell you like this is what this is how dominoes fall, and yeah. this is what needs to happen if this, if we want to have a Memorial Cup. And there's never there's not going to be a better opportunity than 2025. God forbid. Let's hope there's no COVID 23 <laughs> or COVID 24. That's the 2024 2025 season. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, just for those scoring at home. I just I don't think there's not going to be a better opportunity. Nope. Um, so I think it's there's And if you start putting the Ethan Goche pieces together now mm-hmm. and you slowly start to put these pieces together, well then you run into the you know, the London model who went to four or five in a row and maybe we're we've got a shot to represent in wherever it is in the OHL, right? Yes, that could be it, right? You, you like start building your pieces, you come yeah. together and then you don't you already get to a Memorial Cup and then you know you're hosting it the next year. So well, why not go it. and win two in a row? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it's um, next year we could very well compete with Victoriaville for all we know. Yep. Right. We could we could compete with Drummondville. Yep. Um, but it all so starts. It's, this at is the step draft. one. Like yeah. it's it's the first the Goche piece is domino number one, and I think if domino number one uh, fall, start, uh, falls, um, I think Richie listens to our show and says these guys are smart. Um, let's let's start listening to them a little more and and let's let's get ourselves a championship. Let's uh, let's if domino number one, number one falls, might want to pay attention to our social medias for that weekend in mm. uh, in the June because we are going to claim that call. And by we, I mean more so this guy. I'm just going to make the graphics for it. <laughs> uh, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. All right, running a little behind, but here we go. Welcome I to the weekly so, yeah. rewind. Well, you know, my power just came back on, so my <laughs> wife doesn't need me home anymore. All right, perfect. Uh, welcome to the weekly rewind presented by the local sports pub. Looking for a great place to have wings, beer, and watch sports with friends. Head to 1715 Main Street, where the Salty Dog used to be. This week, uh, well, we're doing something kind of cool. We are going to be there Wednesday night um, as part of Burger Week. Now, they've got six burgers. They don't have a kitchen there. They've got kind of a ghost kitchen, so they're bringing in six burgers. Um, and I'm going to go with the Such a Brat Burger. Yeah. Which is from Barbecue Place. I can't remember what it is. Big Dog's Big Dog Barbecue. Yep. yep. Uh, beef Patty, Smoked Brat, Smoky Mustard Aioli, Bacon and Cheddar Cheese on a mm. Toasted Pretzel Bun. And you were going to go with the Chicken Burger, yes, right? Yes, because last week I said that uh, my unpopular food opinion was that Chicken Burgers are better than Beef Burgers. Yep. And I couldn't remember <laughs> where it was from. Um, but it's actually from the Brooklyn Deli, yep. which is also part of the East Coast uh, Kitchens Group uh, off uh, on St. George, so Ghost uh, Goach Kitchen concept. Um, so yeah, it's uh, literally what I said: battered chicken, uh, topped in butter chicken sauce, uh, mozzarella cheese, uh, fried garlic naan bread, oh, naan bread, um, <laughs> jalapeno yeah. aioli, and uh, yeah, potato bun. So yeah. that uh, to me is is that's my chicken burger. So they've LB. got. They've got five, six there, so they got the wanna pizza me, the everything but gluten, the nacho average burger, as well as the gone fish and burger, plus the two that we're gonna have. 
Um, we're also going to try and use it as a test run. Uh, we're going to try and have the Islanders Wildcats game on the TV as well. So for any of our fan listeners that want to come down, support local, uh, support Burger Fest, and watch the hockey game with us, let's make it happen. Um, so after going 5-1 and one in the past six before this week, they've now lost two in a row. One of the games was canceled. Um, special teams was the key. Goaltending was the key. Um, which brings our record to 21, 16, 0 and 2 for 44 points. Second in the Maritimes tied for fourth in the conference, uh, with Shakutami. Um, so you go back all the way to Wednesday, uh, lost four to in the game, you know, played, they played fast, like Quebec played. They weathered a bit of the storm. They came out in the second period. An iffy call on Hamel for being strong led to their first goal. Um, the last one puck over glass, we've had a few of those, um, this year leads to them getting the momentum. Um, we just couldn't find it, uh, again, but I would say that this game, as well as the Halifax one, not Steinman's best efforts. He'd want, uh, the third one, the, the one off the, the first one went off Plandowski. Uh, the other one was like a wrap in, uh, he had, from what I heard um, from fans down on the other end, he had his foot against the post, just kind of moved a little bit. They were able to jam it in. So probably not his, his best effort. He would want some of those back, but they were right in this game against Quebec. And penalties, special teams, was it? Yeah. Um, you're right. Um, I wouldn't. I would say Steinman the game against Halifax wasn't his best. I think he was okay. I think he was pretty good against Quebec. I mean, they, they still had 40 shots yeah, yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So he stopped 37 out of 40. Yeah. So, I mean, that's still I mean, the first one. I didn't know that it went off Plandowski. Yeah. I thought he just kind of whiffed at it. So, you know, that's still like a nine, 10 save percentage. You can't go wrong with that. He, he kept them in the game. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. The puck over glass, it's, it's starting to be a, um, uh, a, a tradition yeah. now for for Ballantyne. I, yeah. I don't know if the glass in Junior A in Ontario is a little higher, um, but uh, he's uh, he's got to learn to maybe keep that a little, maybe a couple inches short. Uh, but um, I know at the beginning of the season, him and Marcel were just whiffing it over the glass at every opportunity. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I was like. Why is it just them? <laughs> Why is it just these guys that are doing it? Um, so yeah, that's kind of unfortunate because uh, when Mercier scored that goal, we thought, oh, you know, we're gonna get, we got him, and we're gonna get a point in this yeah. game, and then just a just a heartbreaker, and yeah. then you go to Halifax, and it's, huh? You have the game. Moran had a yeah. tie game on his stick. Um, it was like I when I say wide open, like this net was wide open. Like he had the full net to shoot at, and clanked it off the post. Um, uh, that's gonna happen. Uh, and then next thing you know, they're coming down and getting an empty netter. So we were in the Quebec game. Yep. We were in the Halifax game. Yep. We were very much in the Halifax game except for two back-to-back penalties and then the one where Steinman's just not allowing a pass across Mm -hmm. up off the stick, up over his glove. Like, Yeah. It's just a couple bad bounces, but I think the Halifax game was just penalties. Yeah. Penalties, 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 penalties. Power play goal, power play goal, power play goal. You can't do that against any team, and especially Halifax. I mean, they've got the top six that's just uh, yeah. a dynamite. 
and um, so you can't do that. And they've they've had they've done that and gotten away with it against the Charlottetowns, the yes. Bathurst, but you're not going to get away with that against good teams. You you just mm-hmm. not, and especially and what I've liked about Moncton in the past couple weeks at least, their second periods have been so good, and last night they had three goals in the second period and the fight where I said, you know, we're going to give Halifax maybe a run in a series is they play them very tough for every piece of ice. And Mm -hmm. in Quebec against Quebec, both teams skated fast, but Quebec made plays at that speed. Mm -hmm. Moncton isn't quite there to make those plays at that speed. And, you know, they don't have a chance to think when they're out there because Quebec was just so fast on, on them. I'm not saying Halifax isn't, but it's just that division rivalry, you know, I you could tell probably that a little bit of the last game against Halifax was possibly creeping in when they got up. They would score and then we'd score and then they'd score and then we'd score. Like it it had that feeling of the the comeback and I think that kind of except for two power play goals, Moncton probably wins this hockey game. Yeah, I think so too and it, it's you know, I think it's been addressed. I think they need to address it. They're they're taking penalties at the wrong time. Yeah, and that's what's uh, that's what's killing them. Uh, honestly, we got to say you know fifty percent. They were four of eight so in the PK, you, which they they were at ninety percent in yeah. that six game so you stretch. Can't, you can't do that if that that's the difference in the game. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, and um, but they look. Yeah, you got Miles Mueller who scored with his dad. Uh, yeah, made the trip down. So uh, that was that was good to see and. Even got third star, which I thought was was pretty awesome. And um, did you forget Thomas Darcy played in Quebec? Because I won't lie, I kind of did. I didn't. You know, and, and <laughs> I got to the warm up and saw a sign with Darcy. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> Darcy's playing. Like I didn't. We didn't even talk about it in the lead up. I was like, oh yeah, Darcy yeah. was there. Yeah, he's kind of that. Uh, you kind of forget about it. Yeah. And I loved how they gave him a star. Um, I mean, he had two assists, but yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Did he come? Did he come out? Do we know? No, I didn't come. He out. didn't come out. Okay. No. Um. See, so, yeah, those those that's that's four points that I think we kind of let slip away. Um, two points for sure that we let slip away. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I mean, without the getting too confident, you know, the the next five games, ten points should be eight. I hope. I mean, because if you don't get, but you got Charlottetown tonight. Okay, Breton Friday, Shakutami Sunday, Sunday, St. John the following Saturday, Cape Breton the following Sunday. We looked at the schedule when you were here on Sunday. Stay tuned for that interview tomorrow. Um, and they got the first week of February, they got a six-game road trip, Gatineau, Victoriaville, Quebec. You need to put points in the bank right now because I think we joked one point – Two points is going to be an excellent three-game stretch between Gatineau, Victoria, Bill, and Quebec. So mm-hmm. I I think you have to get at least eight. And the way they're playing, the way they played against Quebec, I said they play any other team, they win. Well, that's, and they almost did it against Halifax. I've said it. I said they play to their opponents. Yep. And they play down to their weaker opponents. You yep. know, like they they could go they can go into Charlottetown and they they know Charlottetown's what last overall in the league. And they will put together one of their worst performances of the, of they the season. They will beat them three to one with an empty netter. Like it's, it's, it, that's the whole thing about it's the Jekyll and the Jekyll and Hyde Wildcats. You never know what team's going to show up, mm-hmm. right? And 
if this team wants to be real, you know, Which they need done. to get real. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's this is the opportunity where they've got the next five games against teams they should beat. They've struggled against Cape Breton and they've got two of the next five against Cape Breton. Yeah. Well, time to put that uh struggle out that there. struggle behind you and yeah. get the monkey off your damn back and win a couple of games here. And um I'm sick and tired of getting messages from and- Andrew Barrington every time the Wildcats lose to Cape Breton. Yep. Little smiley face. Little smiley face is W-W-W-W-W. Get out of here. Okay, I'm going to block you soon, kid. <laughs> um, let's get 10 points. Yeah. Let's get 10 points because after that, you're going on, on one heck of a road trip, folks. Like, you are going to Gatineau. You are going to Victoriaville, and you are going to Quebec. Three contenders in four days. In four days, sixty-seven. That's gonna be tough. Fifth, that's the top three teams in the Eastern Western Conference right now. You are in tough. Yep. You want this is where the next five is where you want to make up ground. You want to get your points because those three games, man. If we get two, I'll be happy. Because the goal, <laughs> oh yeah, against those three, yeah, we we're like, how many points are you gonna get? I'm like one, getting overtime. Um, don't don't concentrate on trying to catch Halifax. No. Put it's not catching gonna, Halifax out of your mind. You're not going to get that. Stay They're on an as, unreal run. As you need to get put, home ice. Home ice. Not even home ice. Run. You need to focus on Ramuski. You need to get your four points behind them. You need that third seed. Because right now you're tied with Shakutami, but you need that third seed so you do not face Quebec. And yes, we did play them really well at home. Everyone was rested. But you're not beating Halifax 4-7. or seven. There's... No one in the Eastern Conference that is beating Halifax or beating Quebec in four of seven games. There's not. So you might get one, but my goal for the team right now is to get that third seed. Ramuski, they're in an easier division, so it's tough because with the division games that they've got, they're going to be playing. I always forget which division they're in. I just want home ice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do too. We even had a home ice weekend playoff game. In how many years? Uh, tw- I've never seen it. Now, the last two years have been, there wasn't one and there was this weird thing, but 20, did we have it in 2019? Anyways, Ramuski plays Quebec, so that'll help. Shakutami, that'll help. So those are the two teams. They're going to be facing off quite a bit, and they play Baycomo, who isn't mm-hmm. an easy out right now. No. So that does help us a bit. When was the last time we had? I don't know. Was I believe it, it. It couldn't have been 2017. Was it 2019? I have no idea, but it, it's like I, the thing that sucks is getting these. Tuesday night yeah, playoff yeah. games, yeah, where you're lucky if three thousand people show up. You know, you need those big crowds. Yeah, you need the weekend home playoff games. You need uh, the money. Like it's it's they need to uh, look. If anything, right now I'm playing for home ice in the first round. That's all I care about. I want a I want a weekend home playoff game. Uh, My hands are up in the air right now because that's all I want. Yeah, that's and that's what you're going for. But what I'm saying is, on top of that, so 2016, the 2016 playoffs against Victoriaville was the last time that they Holy had Christ. that they had home ice advantage because in 2017 they didn't make the playoffs because they lost everything that year. Yeah, 2018 was the year I got here and we opened up against Ramuski, um, in Ramuski, and then 2019 we played. Bay Como and one in seven, so it was in Bay Como, so mm-hmm. that wasn't one because that was a two three two. Yeah, and then twenty was nothing. Twenty one was a weird New Brunswick thing, and then twenty twenty two was 
Charlottetown. So, yeah, 2016. Just give me home ice in the first round of the playoffs. That's all I ask for right now. Yep. That's all I want. And I want a little bit more. I want that third seed, which is home ice advantage, because I want that second round Quebec matchup where we have – not saying we're going to beat them, but we have – Played more competitive games against them in the long term. And you think Quebec is a, more, a favorable matchup over no, Halifax? No, 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 no. Oh, oh no, I think Halifax is a more favorable matchup okay, over yeah, Quebec. Good, yeah. Okay, yeah, I want that second round matchup against Halifax because we played them yeah. a little bit tougher. And okay, yeah, yeah. so and yeah, I, so I've said Halifax will have trouble going to the second round. Yeah, so Charlottetown, Cape Breton, uh, Lavalais final return with Shakutami, um on the Sunday. So I mean that's Kyrie's six points. Jersey. Yeah, it's got to be five. It's got to be minimum five. Minimum lavalet, free lavalet. We should make a sign that says that. See if we can get him to sign it. Um, yeah, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? <laughs> sure. Eric Murray, realtor, buy our house from him. Stick tap of the week. Well, uh, didn't expect this one, uh, <laughs> but um, huge congrats to the Moncton Flyers on winning the Ice Jam. Um, you know, it's. Uh, Good job. <laughs> uh, didn't expect that. Um, no, but hey, uh, look, this is t- this team is. Uh, we went to go see them at the start of the year, and I remember saying to you, Adam, this team's going to have trouble this year. And uh, they have, and they have. But um, this, what I've also noticed is that they're starting to find their groove yep. at the right time. And do I think they're going to win? Atlantic skin? Probably not. But you just won the Ice Jam, so you never Over know. Over the Knights. Over the who Knights. Won, who won the Monctonian. Who won the Monctonian. And everybody's saying, well, St. John's the team to beat. Well, they beat St. John like 6-1 in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, s- something's got to give here. Um, so maybe it's just a <laughs> – maybe they get off on the wrong foot and they finally found their groove, I think, maybe, and – and look, with John DeCourcy behind the bench, this team can can go as far as as they want. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, <laughs> and they're finally healthy. That helps too. They've had guys in and out of the yeah. lineup and um, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Their power play is starting to click. Yep. Um, it's just you know, on the on the broadcast with Mike, I said it doesn't matter what you're playing like in Jan or in October and November. Mm-hmm. It matters once you get to, like the real season. It's kind of like Labor Day. The real season starts after the Monctonian and after the Ice Jam because mm-hmm. now you get into the playoffs. There's a few matchups left. I know they play Friday against. Oh, I say I know who they play and I can't remember. I know they play Friday, so um, yeah, it's it's who you're playing when you're playing it. And look, that New Brunswick PEI League has won the Monctonian, has won the Ice Jam. I mean, won the Telescope last year. So this is a league that. It's got some good teams going going in. Who do they play? Kensington. Nice. I haven't seen them play yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good for them. No, it's like I didn't expect. Like I said, I didn't expect it to happen. Um, I when I was like, okay, well, they made the playoffs. That's cool. They're playing St. John. Yeah. <laughs> I took the score. I'm like, what the hell? Is it? They're winning four nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, cool. They beat St. John. Now they're going on to the semis. Uh, they're gonna play. Uh, you know, the Weeks, who I think are number one in Nova Scotia right now. Hell, they beat the Weeks. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. I'm like, okay, semifinals, cool, against the South Shore Mustangs, who absolutely suck. <laughs> they, okay, of course they're going to beat the South Shore Mustangs, who absolutely suck. 
Okay, and they're in the finals against the Knights, who have a pretty damn good team. And won the Monctonian. And won the Monctonian. And they beat the Knights. And you have Knights parents commenting on the Moncton Flyers Facebook page saying they didn't deserve it because the Knights were tired. Well, the teams play the same amount of games. So, and go. Yeah, that's those tournaments are tough, and everyone's tired by the final. That's, They're like, that's well, the Knights played three games in 24 hours. Great. The Flyers played three games in 26 hours. Do you think two it's, hours difference is is the the reason why weird. you lost the tournament? It's weird how they didn't comment that when they won the Monctonian. Interesting. And played three uh, games in less than 24 hours, won the tournament. What? Yeah. Yeah, and two prospects, two Wildcat prospects, Nika Jean and uh, Cooper, Cooper Cormier, Cormier, who was a beast in that tournament. Yeah. Continuing to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, good job to the Flyers back in action Friday night against the Kensington Wilds. Otherwise known as the green and red team, <laughs> also with the same logo as the Minnesota Wild. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Canada Games coming up. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Hopefully, there's some games that are televised. That's a. That's about when we get into the prospects and eh, stuff like that. Because be uh, we got the Quebec list. We kind of got an, an Atlantic list. You can kind of put things together. When does that start? Middle of February. I think so. And of course, you've got the. Um, New Brunswick is in the absolute like group of death, like group of death. Quebec, Ontario, and Alberta. Uh, pretty damn close. Let me pull it up here. Um, so schedules, view schedule. It's when I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, like that <laughs> sucks." While you find that, I'm gonna play the outro. Uh, you good? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. So not as bad as I thought. Okay. Quebec, BC, and Saskatchewan. Hmm. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 hey, that Quebec game Gonna be an awesome game to watch. Yeah, uh, February twenty seventh uh, at the Credit Union Place in Summerside. I'm pretty sure this is men's. Let me just confirm here. No. Sorry, this is hockey female. <laughs> My bad. Hey, look, that's still gonna be a good game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, the, it's the same. So New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Quebec. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, the New Brunswick Quebec game is. Where'd it go? Monday, February 20th at 4 p.m. at the McLaughlin Arena in Charlottetown. That's family day. Yeah. So that's uh, that's, that's going to be a good scouting, good scouting opportunity. Um, and then you've got uh, Nova Scotia. In it, Nova Scotia's got the group of death, if you ask me. Yeah. They've got Alberta, BC, and Ontario. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Pool C, which is the Wissock Division, <laughs> Newfoundland, none of it, Northwest Tor- Territories, and PEI. Hey, when you're hosting, you got the advantage of who there you get you go. in your division, yeah, right? So, uh, but not to, hey, look, it's going to be fun hockey. Um, yeah, that Family Day game is, is going to be a good one to watch. It's, hopefully it's somewhere that we can stream it because uh, that's kind of your – that's your draft, you know. That's – Well, back in when the live – like when Quebec hosted the draft the year before it was the Canada Games in Alberta. Yeah. And I was watching a couple of them, and I watched the final, and everyone was talking about Joshua Waugh, and I came on here and said, I don't want Joshua Waugh. I want Zachary LaRue. And That's right. 
well, we got them for six months. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So that's that's going to be your game. That's yeah. that's the game that if you're if you're want to scout the talent, that's the one you're going to want to watch. Absolutely. All right. That brings us to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa, which now direct Bill. Uh, if you want to know all the companies they direct Bill, go on the Facebook. Uh, look it up as well. January is uh, the special uh, 60 minutes quintessential facial. You save 30 bucks. It's now 50. The 90 minute you save 25. It is now 70. And the derma planning uh, facial is now 50 bucks. So you save 20 in the month of January. So if you want to book any of those, give her a call at 506 830 1224 or visit yeah. <laughs> Mountain Road. Let me get through the read first. The Wildcats Wildcat of the Week uh, goes through a player that has a six game point streak going right now. Two goals, eight assists. A kind of a quiet six game point streak with the Barbs one. Um, I know that uh, Trenholm had one that just ended, but kind of a quiet streak. Um, and look, he's helping that third line be a difference in giving us depth. And you always want to have depth in your lines um, with Barbs and Mueller, which is speed, size, toughness. Um, your Wildcats Wildcat of the week is Captain Alexi Daniel. Um, that'll do it for us, man. That'll do it for this week. Uh, a little bit of a longer one, but hey, we talked draft prospects. We mm-hmm. talked draft trades um, and maybe got you guys excited for that. Um, as well, stay tuned tomorrow. We do have an interview with Matthias Mueller um, as he joined us in studio over the weekend uh, just to talk about Miles playing, you know, in Canada across the pond, uh, coming over here to watch how they kind of divide that with a family as well, um, being president, um, volunteer president of the Lees Hockey Club uh, over in Switzerland. So, again, big thank you to him for doing that. Hopefully he has a safe flight, gets back to Switzerland um, safe and sound. Uh, again, Charlottetown. Kate Breton on the road, Shakutami uh, Sunday at the Avenir Center. But tonight, go to the uh, the local sports pub uh, where the sea dog, where the salty sea dog used to be. Join us for Burger Fest and uh, have a great week. If you can't make it to the local sports pub, go to Rosemary Lynn's Massage and get yourself a facial. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.